What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Free Country. My name is Grady, and I'm going to tell you guys up front, this week's podcast is going to be considerably shorter than some of the other recent ones. Uh, It's just been a really full week and weekend. I spent a lot of time yesterday at the doctor, and uh, I was worried I was kind of getting bronchitis. I was waking up, kind of hurt to kind of talk or breathe, and... Basically, I went to a doctor and, you know, I always try and get really sick before I go to the doctor. And especially like if I know I'm going to go to the doctor, I don't drink any water. I want to make sure the cough is really happening when I'm at the doctor. And uh, unfortunately, despite my best efforts, I wasn't really diagnosed with anything. The doctor was just like, it seems like you need to take a bunch of Sudafed, a bunch of Mucinex, get a ton of sleep. She was like, are you sleeping enough? And I was like, "Um, honestly, not really this week. I'm really hustling. You know, I did a filmed podcast on Monday and I didn't tell her my whole YouTube schedule, but this week, I mean, I had a podcast up on Monday. I put up a video called Hot Takes on Wednesday that was very well received. We will definitely do more of those. I talked about Hugh on the podcast last week, but Hot Take Hugh is a hit with the viewers and that video is super fun. Um, I did a video on Friday with Brad Paisley and that one had a sponsor with it. And so that's always, you know, another realm of work to sort of make sure you're doing right by the sponsor for the video. And uh, then I did another video uh, that just posted on Sunday today when I'm recording this. It's a Midland album review. And I filmed another video. It's another review. It's a Taylor Swift review. And that'll be up soon. I don't know if it's going to post tonight or if I'll bank it and post it on Tuesday or something this week. But it was a busy freaking week. And I was not sleeping much. I've probably been sleeping like, I don't know, four hours a night. And I think it just caught up to me and I got pretty sick. And... Yeah, but but anyway, it's all, I say that to say the podcast will be shorter than usual, but not if I keep talking this much. Guys, I, how are you? How are you? How are you doing this Monday, my windshield people? A lot of you guys reached out and liked that metaphor last week of windshield people and rear view people, and, and I feel like on this podcast, we got a bunch of, of windshield people, people that are kind of looking ahead, trying to trying to figure out kind of what their future is. And I'm trying to figure out what my future is. And you guys are just so encouraging to me. Thank you so much to my patrons. You know, I say this sometimes, but my my people over on Patreon, um, if you support at the $3 or more level a month, you get one extra podcast episode over on Patreon per month. But more importantly, I just feel like you're supporting the channel, this whole endeavor of creating a country music platform and conversation. I am going to be posting... Uh, video versions of the podcast and I think I'm going to create their own YouTube channel so I was posting them on my regular channel but they just weren't doing very well over there they weren't doing badly they were getting a few thousand views but they were doing considerably worse than my regular videos and I didn't want that to drag down the algorithm I didn't want to annoy subscribers that are like we didn't sign up to watch you just talk but some people like doing that so I'm going to put them on their own channel and almost treat it as a a separate channel that I'm building, but in kind of add-on bonus for people that want this type of content. But I'm not going to host it on my regular channel. I think that's going to be more the place where I'm doing top 10 lists and reviews and video essays. So that's just a, a little thing to note and... It was a tough decision to make this week, but I made it. Now, some news in country music this week. Let's jump in because, like I said, I, I got to keep it short this week. Uh, the biggest news this week, you know, from just a straight-up news standpoint, was probably that Brad Paisley is out as host of the CMAs. What the heck? What the heck? Uh, so the CMAs announced that the hosts this year are not going to be Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood, who have hosted the show for 
10 years and really become some must-see TV. They're really funny together. They have great chemistry, great comedic timing. Carrie Underwood is usually sort of the, the straight woman and and Brad Paisley is kind of the wacky zany one and their humor and banter really works. They always do some little political roasting and some uh, roasting of people within the country music sphere. But uh, Brad's not going to be back hosting this year. The CMAs are bringing on Dolly and Reba. And look, both those ladies have great comedic timing. They're doing a sort of event celebrating women in country music this year. And whether it is just kind of posturing for some cred with the media or whether it is really going to be kind of the CMA making some changes and how they support women from a more, you know, systematic basis, we will see. But Somehow, Brad Paisley is the one that's that's not coming back this year. I don't know if he wasn't invited or what, but it's just sort of a bummer because it's dovetailing with Brad not having any radio success with his last two singles. That was part of the reason I wanted to post a top 10 Brad Paisley songs on YouTube this week is just to throw him a bone because I'm like, oh man, I feel like Brad is just eternally underappreciated. His songwriting is so good, his music, his Frank Rogers produced albums are so perfect, but Brad just doesn't get the kind of uh, credit he deserves sometimes, so uh, he is out as CMA's host, and I think it's gonna, they're going to have to lean hard on, I mean, Carrie is, Carrie and Brad work because Carrie is kind of a bit stiff as a person and performer. I think she's kind of guarded. That's actually part of, I think, what makes her an appealing celebrity to a lot of people is a lot of people admire that she doesn't do very reckless things the way, you know, a Miley Cyrus or something might. But it doesn't make her the funniest person on stage. And so I think they're going to have to rely on Dolly and Reba a lot to be funny. But I look forward to seeing the show. Just I'll miss my Brad. Uh, Other news that happened this week is that, you know, a few different singles dropped. We had... Aaron Watson announced that he is going to put Country Radio, that's the name of the song, out as his next single to Country Radio. They made that little house a home full of heart and soul, just like a love song on Country Radio. It's a little bit shameless, not going to lie. I mean, you you know, it's not a bad move for programming directors to want a song that is going to be patting country radio on the back, but I love that song. It is a lot about kind of Aaron Watson uh, thinking about his grandparents and and the kind of power of music and how country radio meant something about their romance and stuff. So I think it's a really good song in and of itself. I also think it's a canny move by Aaron Watson, and I think his album Red Bandana deserves a bunch of attention. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they're doing it. I really am. I think this is a smart move. Uh, and if you haven't heard Red Bandana, I've talked about it a bunch, but I'm, I love that album by Aaron Watson. Uh, then I want to jump into some of the music that came out this week. You know, I know Tanya Tucker and I know Vince Skill both dropped albums. Not going to lie, I haven't heard them yet. And, and to be honest, I don't know. I know a lot about the drama in Tanya Tucker's life. And I know, like, I, I know a lot more about Vince Skill. But Tanya Tucker, I just, I don't, I don't know a lot of her music. I'm not going to lie to you. So there are a few people in the comments that are like, why are you covering Midland before you're covering Tanya Tucker? But I mean, whatever. I'm a product of my time and (laughs) I haven't heard, I haven't heard a ton of Tanya Tucker. 
she does seem very interesting. It seems like they are doing a really good job. I mean, I, they're making me interested in her with the marketing around this record. I mean, the video looks beautiful. The photos look beautiful. The pedigree of artists that are kind of supporting her is is impressive. So they're doing a good job if they're kind of doing a late in her career, let's sort of frame the conversation around you more seriously sort of push. I think they're doing a good job because I'm taking a second look, but I haven't heard that album. I also haven't heard Vince Gill's album. Like I said, a lot of time at the doctor yesterday and then uh, some some shooting. And I had to shoot my Midland review twice because I shot it and then found out I wasn't even using my SD card. Make I make mistakes sometimes, but I've just been busy. But in terms of music I did hear, I got to hear something very exciting on Friday. And it was the Dixie Chicks. And it was them on a song on Taylor Swift's new album, Lover. And they were singing on the best track on the whole album, which is called Soon You'll Get Better. Oh, it's nice to have the Dixie Chicks back, but they're in a pretty limited role on this song, which is totally beautiful. So Soon You'll Get Better is a song on the Taylor Swift album, and uh, it's about her mother. It is a song, I mean, her mother was diagnosed with cancer years ago, and I believe she was re-diagnosed with cancer in early 2019. And this is a song where Taylor is just kind of uh, trying to say, soon you'll get better, soon you'll get better, uh, trying to kind of maintain some false optimism, even though she doesn't really believe it. It's kind of, if you've heard Elephant by Jason Isbell, this is almost like a Taylor Swift twist on that. It's a little less devastating um, and a little more sweet, but it's really hard and really sad and really real and really beautiful. And it will make you, even if you're a staunch Taylor Swift hater, it'll make you want her to come to kind of do an acoustic country record. Now, the Dixie Chicks are Andrea Swift, Taylor's mother's favorite band. And so Taylor had them feature on the song and some people thought like, oh, she should have given them a verse instead of just having them do harmony. I kind of feel like that would be inappropriate on a song about uh, Taylor's mom. I think it makes sense for Taylor to be singing this, but I think the first verse has some of the most beautiful writing uh, on that whole album, Lover, and there's 18 tracks and you can hear more of my thoughts on it when that review posts on the channel. But um, I don't think it's a very, I think there are moments where it's really well written and other moments where it feels a little lazy, but uh, that track, just word for word, when she's talking about uh, holy orange bottles, like praying to the little prescription bottles, and then saying she's desperate and desperate people find Jesus, so I pray to him too. And uh, when she, uh, here's what I love when Taylor Swift does. Here's what I love when Taylor Swift does. When Taylor Swift is someone that's like naturally kind of self centered, that's why she's a great artist, I think. Uh, she's really willing to open up about what she's feeling and thinking and uh, willing to be selfish even in in that. But she says on the line, like in the bridge of the song, she's singing about her mother. And she says, like, I don't mean to make this all about me. But who am I supposed to talk to? Like, if you go, like, if you die, who am I supposed to what am I supposed to do? And to me, just that little that little 1% of presumptuousness that is rooted in love, but wondering, like, how does this affect me? Gosh, that's so honest. I love that that lyric is in there. <laughs> like, it reminds me of on Blake Shelton's song, or well, Blake Shelton wrote it, but Miranda Lambert's song, Over You, 
where it's singing about the death of a loved one. And she says, you went away. And she says, how dare you? I miss you. Like that little selfish response that we have to grief. Man, I get choked. I mean, you guys know I'm such a little pansy. I, I always get choked up just talking about lyrics, but it's definitely what I feel when I listen to that song. But that's a real standout on that album. I think Lover is my other favorite song on the record and Cornelia Street. I hope I never cool because Taylor wrote both Lover and Cornelia Street on her own and I just feel like whenever I really respond to a song it always ends up being a solo right it always ends up being a solo right and that's maybe that's a good segue into the other album that I definitely want to talk about and probably the main thing I want to talk about in this week's podcast is Midland's new album a let it roll their sophomore album and the reason I segued with the co-write thing or with the solo write thing is there's one song on here called Lost in the Night that to me has the best lyrics of anything on the album and it's a solo write and it's uh, just written by Jess Carson but it's the solo is by Cameron in the band but that's a weird way to enter into this album <laughs> that was just in there there's how my mind works there was the little segue I needed uh, let's talk about Let It Roll in a better way Okay, Let It Roll, sophomore album from Midlands. This is excellent sounding. Um, I think it's a really good album. Do I think it is a perfect album? Definitely not. But I think production-wise, music-wise, it's pretty faultless. I mean, this is a pretty awesome record. And I review it on the channel. I would recommend going to check that out. That's going to be a more comprehensive review, and I don't want to just repeat myself here. But I will say my general take on the album is that it sounds completely gorgeous. I love all the use of steel on it. I love that everything is well-constructed, and it's so well-constructed and so chic and so sort of... Uh, I compare it to the show Mad Men. It's almost like this candy-coated version of vintage country playboy Lotharios. But... It, 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 I guess it feels a touch fake to me because of that. Because everything is so well done, I don't really believe some of the lyrics that they're saying on this record about them doing cocaine and being this little all-American honky-tonk band. It's like, well... You seem like a really nicely produced Nashville band. But, you know, that's kind of a minor quibble because the the way bigger thing, and probably the thing I wish that I talked about a little bit more in my video, was is that it is so cool to me whether Midland is like all fabricated and manufactured or whether um, you view them as like a real authentic honky-tonk band. Regardless, I think it's so cool that this sound is getting cool in country music again. Hear me softly, maybe and the fact that they are purveyors of this incredibly instrumental guitar and steel based and harmony based type of music how exciting is that I mean, I've been complaining about these snap tracks and these bros kind of talk, sing, rapping over them 
for years. I've been complaining about the the douchey vibes of the songs. And I'm not going to say that Midland isn't a little bit sleazy and douchey because they kind of are, but at least their music doesn't sound like that too. Now the music sounds kind of rich and textured and it balances out the sleaziness way better. I just think it's cool that, you know, Midland, I mean, this, I don't know. I don't know if this is good for their career or bad. It seems like they are still too early of movers for this to really be the breakout moment for them. But it feels like they are establishing the cred of we like this sound and we want to make this sound. And they've done that now for two albums. And it's really going to pay off once kind of country music fully swings back into this. And it's clearly happening. Anyone that can't admit or can't see that the sound is going way more traditional is crazy, is crazy. Um, I feel like artists are starting to get it. Even Dylan Scott, who, oh my gosh, Dylan Scott, I find so annoying, but even Dylan Scott has released this Keith Whitley record. Now Jake Owen is starting to release classic country songs on uh, Instagram every week. His first one by Waylon Jennings. And, and I look, I believe all these guys like these classic people, but it is interesting to me the time I, I bet all the bros, I bet all the bros are going to start swinging way back into a traditional sound. And, be, and you know, everyone's going to start cutting their Morgan Wallen mullets. Even the lead singer of Midland has a mullet. And while that is a little bit, you know, I, I can't be mad at that too. I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth and be like, I wish people respected that what makes country music special. And then when they start to complain about that too, although hello, that's kind of the role of a critic, isn't it? Um, but I do think like what Midland represents and the fact that this music is getting popular with young people, it's awesome because what I really feel is that country music is remembering what makes it special. Country music is remembering that, whoa, we're able to tell stories, we're about clever wordplay, we have certain instruments that are associated with our sound, and actually those things make us distinct and being distinct is what makes us special. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun that that's kind of what country music seems to be realizing on the whole? You listen to like John Party, even you listen to Luke Combs' new EP, not so much his first album. You listen to the production of Riley Green, if not the lyrics. You listen to Midland's new album. Like, it, it just kind of feels like country music, even Runaway June, I would throw them into that mix. It's remembering that there are core elements of its sound that really differentiate it, really make it powerful, fun, uh, and different. And Midland, for all the conversation around them, are some of the key figures in that movement. So I look at their success as a pretty big plus. Some people think I'm being a little nitpicky in my review. And I mean, hello, welcome to me. Who do you think you subscribe to? Um, (laughs) Like People are like, it seems like you're overthinking this. And I'm like, "Uh, do you know me? That's what I do. I overthink things. I think I might be a Ravenclaw. I know that's kind of out of left field right now, but I'm just thinking about overthinking, which is very Ravenclaw, even as I say that out loud. I, I for years, have thought I was a Gryffindor, you know, when I was in middle school and read the Harry Potter books. I believed, you know, I'm a Gryffindor. And my mom says she thinks I'm a Gryffindor because she's a mom and has to. Uh, but then I really got into being a Hufflepuff in college. I was like, I think I'm a Hufflepuff. That's kind of like, I like hard work. I like, uh, you know, Uh, the idea of farming, if not really farming, but like it seemed quirky to be a Hufflepuff. They seemed underrated. I get a lot out of feeling different than others. 
Uh, but lately, as I've kind of like quit my job and woken up to my own ambition, I've been like, I think I might be a Slytherin and I like green. So maybe I'm a Slytherin. But maybe this is all some crazy mental exercise to avoid the fact that I'm a Ravenclaw because I am kind of an intellectual. I am, even though I resent the intelligentsia intensely, I'm a little bit part of it. That's a little bit how I operate. And so maybe I am a Ravenclaw. Where did this come from? Where did the segue come from? Oh, commenters telling me that they're surprised that I overthink things. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that they're surprised. But somehow the moral of that story is that I like the Midland album. And like I said, this week has to be short. I am needed on a hike in like 15 minutes. So I got to run home, put on some athletic shorts, get outside, come back here, edit, edit the Taylor video, plan out this week, respond to some messages. We got lots of things to do. I have merch. I have a shirt up designed by one of my listeners, uh, Nick Brower, Brower, Brewer. I don't know, but congrats on your marriage, dude. And thank you for the t-shirt design. He's done two designs for me and uh, they're both really fun. This one says, can say I ain't country <laughs> because my viewers like to remind me that I am not a country person and I don't claim to be. So I thought this would be a fun kind of twist on that. I'll get that posted somewhere. Uh, you guys know where to find me. I love you. Uh, hope your week is awesome. Listen to this Midland record. Listen to it and just vibe with it. Cheating by the rules. That's my favorite song on there. And put the hurt on me. So listen to those. And that's it, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Trapped inside her eyes Red lipstick from the blood of all them boys